Chapter 16 Cure for Heartache Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John 14, 27 It is the easiest thing in the world, in times of difficulty, to let the heart be troubled. It is very natural for us to give up and drift with the stream, to feel that it is of no use taking arms against such a sea of trouble, but that it is better to lie passive and to say, If one must be ruined, so let it be. Despairing idleness is easy enough, especially to evil, rebellious spirits who are willing enough to get into further mischief so that they may have means to blame God even more against whose providence they have quarrelled. Our Lord will not have us be so rebellious. He urges us to take heart and be of good courage even in the worst possible condition, and the wisdom of His advice is that a troubled heart will not help us in our difficulties or out of them. It has never been perceived in time of drought that lamenting has brought showers of rain or that doubtings, fears, and discouragements in seasons of frost have produced a thaw. We have never heard of a man whose business was declining who managed to multiply the number of his customers by unbelief in God. I do not remember reading of a person whose wife or child was sick who discovered any miraculous healing power in rebellion against the Most High. It is a dark night. But the darkness of your heart will not light a candle for you. It is a terrible tempest, but to quench the fires of comfort and open the doors to admit the howling winds into the chambers of your spirit will not calm the storm. No good comes out of fretful, irritable, unbelieving heart trouble. This lion yields no honey. Judges 14 8. If it would help you, you might reasonably sit down and weep until the tears had washed away your woe. If it would really of some practical benefit to be suspicious of God and distrustful of His providence, you might have a shadow of excuse. However, since this is a mine out of which no one ever dug any silver, as this is a fishery out of which the diver never brought up a pearl, we would say to renounce that which cannot be of service to you. For as it can do no good, it is certain that it does much harm. A doubting, fretful spirit takes from us the joys we have. You do not have all you could wish, but you still have more than you deserve. Your circumstances are not what they might be, but still they are not even as bad now as the circumstances of some others. Your unbelief makes you forget. That health still remains to you if poverty oppresses you, or that if both health and abundance have departed, you are a child of God, and your name is not blotted out from the roll of the chosen. There are flowers that bloom in winter, if we simply have grace to see them. There was never a night of the soul so dark but what some lone star of hope could be discerned. There was never a spiritual tempest so fierce but what there was a haven into which the soul could rest if it only had enough confidence in God to make a run for it. Rest assured that although you have fallen very low, you would have fallen lower if it were not that the everlasting arms are underneath you. 
A doubting, distrustful spirit will wither the few blossoms that remain on your branch, and if half the wells are frozen by affliction, unbelief will freeze the other half by its despondency. You will gain no good, but you may get incalculable harm by a troubled heart. It is a root that bears no fruit except the bitterness of wormwood. A troubled heart makes that which is bad worse. It magnifies, aggravates, exaggerates, and misrepresents. If an ordinary foe is in your way, a troubled heart makes him swell into a giant. We were in their sight but as grasshoppers, said the ten evil spies. Yes, and we were but as grasshoppers in our own sight when we saw them. Numbers 13, 33. But it was not so. No doubt the men were very tall, but they were not so big, after all, as to make an ordinary six foot man look like a grasshopper. Their fears made them grasshoppers by first making them fools. If they had possessed only ordinary courage, they would have been men, but being cowardly, they subsided into grasshoppers. After all, what is an extra three, four, or five feet of flesh to a man? Is the bravest soul the tallest? If he is of shorter stature, but is nimble and courageous, he will have the best of it. Little David made quick work of great Goliath. Yet so it is. Unbelief makes out our difficulties to be most gigantic, and then it leads us to suppose that no one ever had such difficulties before. Therefore we egotistically lament, I am the man that hath seen affliction. Lamentations 3 1. We claim to be peers in the realm of misery, if not the emperors of the kingdom of grief. Yet it is not so. Why? What troubles you? The headache is excruciating. Well, it is bad enough, but what would you say if you had seven such aches at once, and cold and nakedness to back them? The twitches of rheumatism are horrible. I can very well endorse that statement. But what then? There have been people who have lived with such tortures thrice told all their lives, like Richard Baxter, who could feel all his bones because each one had made itself heard by its own peculiar pain. What is our complaint compared with the diseases of John Calvin, the man who preached at daybreak every day to the students in the cathedral and worked long past midnight and was a mass of disease, a complicated agony the entire time? You are poor? Yes, but you have your own room, as meagre as it is, and there are hundreds in the workhouse who find piteous comfort there. It's true that you have to work hard, but think of the Huguenot galley slave in the old times, who for the love of Christ was bound with chains to the oar and hardly knew rest day or night. Think of the sufferings of the martyrs of Smithfield, or of the saints who rotted in their prisons. Above all, let your eye turn to the great apostle and high priest of your profession, and consider him who endured such contradiction of sinners against himself lest you be weary and faint in your mind. Hebrews 12, 3. His way was much rougher and darker than mine. Did Jesus thus suffer, and shall I repine? It is the habit of unbelief to draw our picture in the darkest possible colors, to tell us that the road is unusually rough and utterly impassable. 
that the storm is such a hurricane as never blew before, that our name will be written down in the register of those who perished in the shipwreck, and that it is impossible that we would ever reach the haven. Be of good cheer, soldier, for the battle must soon end. That blood-stained banner, when it will wave so high, that shout of triumph, when it will be heard from so many thousand lips, that grand assembly of heroes, all of them made more than conquerors, the sight of the king in his beauty, riding in the chariot of his triumph, paved with love for the daughters of Jerusalem, the acclamations of spirits glorified, and the shouts and praise from cherubim and seraphim, all these will make up for all the fightings of today. And they who, with their master, have conquered in the fight, forever and forever, are clad in robes of light.